Episode 61, Your Mother Ate My Dog, the podcast. I'm your host, Josh. He's your host, Jesse. Hello. Together, we make this podcast happen. Nobody else. Um, something that I thought of, I was in the shower. Okay. Um, after work, and I asked something that I was, I was thinking about the podcast, and like, what can we talk about on the podcast? And um, I came up with the fact that this may be the first movie, I have not confirmed this, that has the, the same amount of syllables as the name of the podcast. Um, that's a, that you thought of that in the shower? Your mother ate my dog, six. Mm-hmm. The man who wasn't there, six. But is... I'm a cheerleader, six. Okay, never mind. This is the second straight episode where we're doing a movie with same amount of syllables as the name of the podcast. Your mother ate my dog. This week, the man who wasn't there, episode 61. It's a Josh movie. It's like the definition of like shower thoughts. I don't know in what other circumstance you would ever think of that. Um, well, I came up with a fun segment that we're going to do. Is it like a syllable segment? No, oh. it's not a syllable segment. Um, I just want to shout out uh, Greg and Ben, who we've, I don't know if you've noticed, but this is, we skipped a week. So it's been two weeks since an episode of the podcast. So I don't know what they're listening to, but happy to hear that they can listen to a, a podcast again. Well, Greg says, welcome back to you. He said, tell Josh, I say, welcome back. So I'm doing that now. Greg says, welcome back. Uh, thanks. It's good to be back. We missed you so very much. What have you been up to this very long extended period of time in which you were gone? Well, I, I, Something I said at last episode, but I went on a road trip mm-hmm. to, um, to down Forks the Oregon coast. And Oregon coast and all yeah, that. Yeah, we went to Forks. Um, tried some new pop tarts. Oh yes, a little overrated. A little overrated on the pop tart. Uh, there's a hot fudge sundae we had, which was all right. Um, and then there was um, cookies and cream, which I think. Must have been here before. I feel like I've had cookies and cream pop tarts, but then there were ones that we didn't buy, and that was like there's an ego one, other so, ones. So well. was this the main uh, focus of your trip? Was to try the different pop tarts? No, but the first thing we did when we got to the states was go to a Safeway. We spent a lot of time in Safeway um, through the week vacation, just seeing other stuff they had. Hopeful, I was hoping to get myself. A uh, a case of vanilla Coke, mm-hmm. which I saw a few times. But on the last day, when we were uh, just like an hour out of an hour from the border, we went into a Safeway, and they didn't have any uh, vanilla Coke. Very, very sad. That is tragic. But you would say overall you had a good trip, despite the lack of vanilla Coke. Well, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh. Oh boy. Okay. So the goal of the trip was to drive from our home in Victoria, British Columbia, down the Oregon coast, get to Crescent City, California, and then make our way back up inland through like Portland, Seattle, and then over the border. Mm-hmm. This was a seven day trip. We left on Saturday, returned the next Saturday. Yeah. Day one was Forks. So we, we, we did Forks, uh, got all the way down to, um, I don't know, I can't remember where we stopped. Day one. Um, it'll come to me maybe, but it was in Washington somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we, we camped. We camped at Ocean City State Park. Shout out to Ocean City State Park. Day two, we were, the plan was to get into Oregon and then like the first little town in Oregon and that's where we were kind of going to stay. Yeah. Cannon Beach. Shout out. Cannon Beach. Shout out. So we get to Cannon Beach for lunchtime. Day two. Mm-hmm. 
around one o'clock. We're having lunch at a brewery, uh, Pelican Brewery. They have a few locations in Oregon. Shout out to the Pelican Brief, a movie we didn't watch. Is Denzel in that one? I don't know. Um, so we I, we parked in the parking lot in Cannon Beach, Oregon, for this brewery. It was a Sunday, bumping. You know, it's quite a quite a busy. It's a beach town. As many Oregon towns along the coast are. So we're eating our lunch. I had a uh, some sort of sandwich, mm-hmm. and we get like a tap on the shoulder, being like, "Hey, are you from Victoria?" Because we had a BC license plate on our car. And we're like, "Yeah, we're from Victoria. That's us." I know it's so crazy. We're so far away from home. Um, but then we get told that somebody, the person we parked beside, hit our car, took our bumper off. So we're like, oh. okay. So I go out. And like the bumper's on the ground, basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. And um, so we try to kind of put the bumper back on. And like, I guess we got to like go get this fixed. Right. The car doesn't start. <laughs> so we were parked beside this giant Mercedes Sprinter van. I backed into the spot, like pretty deep. Mm-hmm. But I guess the guy, I have all of his information. I know so much about him now. But he, as he was leaving the spot, he was to our left. He took off our bumper and like a good chunk of our front, uh, our driver's side front section um, with the back of his giant sprinter van. Okay. So we had to get the car towed. This is day two of our trip. We're in a different country. Yes. We had to get the car towed. And we're in a small town on a Sunday. Nothing is open. Get the car towed to this other small town that we already passed. Seaside, shout out Seaside. Spent a lot of time there. Um, and then on, so on, then on Monday, it finally did get fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, they replaced the starter in the car because I thought that was the issue. It turns out that was not the issue. So we just have a brand new starter we paid for that won't be covered through insurance. Oh. Um, all in American money. So it seemed, oh, not a big deal, but it's American. Um, but they, they finally fixed it and sent us on our way. And now we're going through this whole situation. So they put the bumper back on. It looks pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, but we do have um, an appointment to get our bumper fixed all through insurance. Yeah. But not until August because I guess there are a lot of people getting accidents these days. And um Hmm. So we just have a little bit of a scratched up bumper with some dents in it uh, for the next two months. Why was it that the car was not starting? Um, he, I guess he drove through. There's, there's uh, things in the car called relay boxes, huh. which I suppose send some sort of elect electricity to the car. And they were so damaged that it basically told it, your car not to start for like yes. safety reasons. So they just, they just had to be replaced and then the car started a problem. Huh. And so I take it that's as far south as you guys got. No. Okay. Uh, so day two we spent in Seaside. And, I mean, Seaside as, as a town, it was nice. It was on the water, of course. Um, they had bumper cars. We got to meet a lot of nice people. Everybody's so nice in Oregon. Day three, we picked up the car like three o'clock. Right. And then we continued on our way. And then we, so we caught up to where we were supposed to be just by driving a lot. So we missed a little bit of maybe of what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But then we got back on track and we finished our trip. Um, how God intended. Well, shout outs to the big man upstairs. But yeah, pretty wild. Damn. You never want we to grew be... His, 
we grew as people on this trip. Well, that's a that's the most important part. It's always like I feel like if something like that happened to me here, I would not even know what to do. Let alone no. in just a different country, you know. It's a lot of winging it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of just pretending, you know, stuff. But I think it's pretty similar to if it happened here. You know, it doesn't. We had to call a tow truck, right? And they were like, "Oh, do, where do you want me to to tow it to?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't live here." Right. But maybe you would have kind of an idea. And then mm -hmm. they fixed it, and yeah. Bob's your uncle. Anyways, how was your week? My week was just was just fine. Didn't really get up too much. It was uh, sad I didn't get to watch a movie for the podcast, but other than that, it was pretty good. I definitely watched a movie, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, I remember what it was. I watched In the Heat of the Night, Sydney Poitier movie. It was a right. very good one. Uh, it was almost a podcast movie. It was almost a podcast movie, and now it will never be. Unless, well, I pick it for, unless I pick it for next week, I guess I could do that, but I'm not going to. All right. Um, so okay, well, I guess that was fun. That was a good. You had a good. I guess it was two weeks. It's been. It's been a long time. It's been two weeks since our last episode. Yeah, this is nice though. Um, I do have a. It's a new returning segment that I wanted to bring back up. Okay, I love it. It's called the follower of the week. Oh, hell yeah. Um, the follower of the week this week, let me just get it up here. It's um, somebody you know very well. Yo, yo, crazy bones. No, it's, um, it's you. You're our follower of the week. Uh, vinyl oh. in strange places on Instagram. Um, following the account, well, you only have twelve. You're only following twelve people. That's yeah, and not even your girlfriend. That's crazy. Okay, um, another shower thought. I had a lot of shower thoughts. Oh, uh, I wanted to do this to be you because um, I think I feel like you've been following me for almost thirteen years, coming right. up on twelve and a half years. This month, uh, December 2010, mm -hmm. was when was when we met, um, and we, I guess we've been following each other, um, but I'm the one talking. So, you're our follower of the week this week. Thank you so much. Hey, you're just welcome. Like a, just a baby crying hysterically outside. I do hear that. Okay. Well, this is the kind of cool stuff that you get. It is. It's very exciting. You know, it's not. I mean, you talk about following each other on Instagram and all that. Your Instagram is like pretty barren. You know, it's not. Yeah, I don't do much on the Instagram. You did post about your trip, though. I noticed that. Well, I mean, I, I only really posted about the fact that it was. I mean, we, we went on this trip because it was our anniversary. Right. So I just posted about that. But, you know, it's some. Um, some um maybe maybe stories i can't remember but all the good stuff i mean i didn't take any pictures but um if you're looking for pictures from our trip you got to visit um megan's instagram which i'm pretty sure might be private so right that sucks um something i did want to bring up to you um to you as well is that she did follow you but you never followed her back Right. So um, that's kind of. I'm going to, I'll put it bluntly. I, I probably won't. Right. Because you have 12 followers and you don't want to well, follow break 12 that. people. Or you, yeah. yeah I, so I, don't, I just don't like to, uh, to clutter my feed, you know? Right. You just want to see um, nothing. Yeah. Basically. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, well, um, should we get into what we're actually here to do? And that's talk about a movie we watched? Yeah, a movie we watched. Let's do that. Let's talk about it. Did you watch the movie? I did watch the movie. Finished not but an hour ago. Did you rent the movie? I did rent the movie, yes. 
You can only do it for a few more months. I know. Do it while I still can. The Man Who Wasn't There, a Coen Brothers film from 2001 starring Billy Bob Thornton and other people. It was a pretty star-studded cast. It was. For 2001. Totally. Um, Okay, well, I'm going to start with the fact that I liked that it was black and white. Yeah. Um, It had a cool vibe to it. Mm-hmm. The acting was really good. I thought, anyways, I like the acting. Yes, the acting was good. Um, which I think that's pretty standard in a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. There's probably not a movie that they've made that doesn't have good acting. Billy Bob Thornton, he took the role without even reading the script. Oh, just he heard Coen Brothers and he was on board, huh? Um. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub was in it. He was really good. I do like Tony Shalhoub. Um, the story was interesting. The ending was interesting. Mm-hmm. There's your cat scratch. I don't yeah. know if I like Billy Bob Thornton in this role, though. Right. It was a little, I mean, I see what they were going for, but maybe perhaps he did not... Uh... Yeah, didn't deliver. And the fact that he was the movie. Yeah. It's a bit of an issue. Love, love Billy Bob. Love Billy Bob Thornton. Bad Santa, probably one of my favorite Christian movies. He's great in that kind of role. In this kind of role, I didn't like it so, so much. Right. Have you seen Sling Blade? No. Okay, me neither. Although I have considered it for the podcast. Yes, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. It's one of those movies that I've heard about and it just seems so strange. I've just never gotten around to watching it. Yeah, I would say if I were to... Um, I'll be honest. I mean, I understood that the uh, the acting was good and all that. And I know it's very upsetting to that that child in the background. Just don't be too upset what I'm about to say, but this movie was a little bit boring. Yeah, boring was def- definitely a word that I would use to describe it. Two-hour movie. It was two hours long, and there was definitely a lot of like, I bet you in the next five minutes is when it starts getting interesting. And it like kind of didn't really do that, you know? Yeah, very slow, very boring movie. Yeah, it was, was not really something I expect with a... Coen Brothers movie. I don't think I've watched any other other movies. I've seen like eight of them now or something and thought any of them were boring. But this one definitely was was boring. And I and also it lacked like what I find in a lot of Coen Brothers movies, although not all of them cuz um No Country for Old Men I would say is a bit of an outlier from their others. But they it's like a mix of outlandish conversations and like just ludicrous things happening but also surrounded by like serious plot points like serious things happening but also like the absurd at the same time this one like didn't really do that very much there was a couple sort of quirky conversational moments but not nearly as much as most of their other films which i was missing a little i mean the ufo might have been like the only weird quirky thing yeah, there wasn't like the whole alien UFO part of this movie, which didn't really didn't really add much for me to it. Was yeah, the closest it got to that sort of uh, vibe, I suppose. Hmm. And like, it didn't get as serious. Like, No Country for Old Men. There's no. It's a very serious movie. Have you seen No Country for Old Men? Uh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Um. So it didn't quite get into that category either because it wasn't like completely serious. There was definitely some some uh, self-aware comedy going on. But uh, just not to the extent maybe I, I'm used to and would have liked to see. I mean, it was a slow movie, but there was a lot going on. Sir, is the, did the child like 
find its way into your house? Um, no, there's just a cat. We have a cat who makes a noise when he jumps up or jumps down from stuff. Oh, sounded very much like a child. Well, he's a baby. He's a little baby, little baby boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, stuff did happen, I guess. Um, it did, I suppose. Yes. I mean, I did like, I mean, it was a little absurd in some way about just how Billy Bob Thornton's character just like reacted to everything, which was like basically not at all. I don't know if I've seen a character quite like that on film before, but I don't know just because I had never seen it before. doesn't mean it was particularly interesting. It's just kind of like different, but kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, his, the scenes that I liked with him the most were with Scarlett Johansson. Right. She kind of had the quirky, maybe she had all the, the weird, yeah, uh, dialogue. She was the character that I felt was like most full of life. I guess, like, she, like everyone in this movie was so like drab and sad. Yeah, but not her so much. So it was uh, it really stuck out for that reason. I guess her performance. So I did like that. I did like her her parts. Why was it called the man who wasn't there? Um, I don't know. Like he wasn't there when he killed Big Big Dave or whatever. I don't know. But what's the deal with the whole part with the aliens? Why was that added? Just to be weird? Well, okay. The only alien stuff that I can remember is so. The the wife of James Candelfini's character, mm-hmm. Big Dave, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. After he died, she told Billy Bob about that he was complaining about aliens or something. Mm-hmm. But then, like that was it. And then it was. Then all of a sudden, there were aliens at the end, which may or may not have been real. Right. So just strange. I mean. Based in uh, 1949, I guess, big UFO time. I guess so. Like, I just don't, it didn't get, if it, if it was going to go the weird route, which maybe it did a tiny bit, it should have gone in a little bit more with it, I thought. Because it was just, I felt like an afterthought. Because it wasn't even in the movie very much. Like, movies like The Big Lebowski, I guess it's not super weird. It's a little outlandish, but maybe not weird. But like uh, Barton Fink is a very weird movie, and but it works because it like really plays into it. And um, I guess sort of the same thing with Fargo. Miller's Crossing, maybe not so so much. This was probably more cl- closer to Miller's Crossing, which I I don't think you've seen, right? Uh, no. I th- I don't even remember that movie. Uh, ton but i think it's a gangster movie crime gangster movie i don't know i had similar vibes to this in in a way yeah i don't know it was sort of a bit of an outlier in terms of uh their filmography i also found it i I looked up a bit of a few reviews like video reviews of this movie after i finished watching it and there's a lot of like praise for this movie i just didn't really understand Everyone was saying it's very underrated. It's like, well, I don't know if it is really. I mean, I've never. I, mean, I hadn't heard of it yeah, I hadn't, before I hadn't, this. Me neither. I hadn't heard of it. And I think it's probably for good reason. It's just kind of very flat compared to their other work, I thought. Maybe you get to watch it a second time. I don't know. I didn't feel like there was too much going on that I couldn't follow along or there was something I missed very slow paced Francis McDormand is married to a, to one of the Cohen brothers really Joel maybe that's why she's in so many of their movies of course I say they, that and I, I think she's only in two of them or something they've been married since 1984 
That's a long time. Uh, I think she's been in more than just two. No, she's been definitely okay. She's been in three that I can think of. She's been in this Fargo and Burn After Reading, which is another yeah. very strange movie. But I liked Burn After Reading. Yeah, that's a good one. The, the reason why I liked it, and the only thing I can really remember from it, spoiler warning, is I like when they kill off main characters like unexpectedly. Yeah, Mr. Brad Pitt. So, yeah, George Clooney just shoots Brad Pitt in the closet. And that yeah. stuck with me. Like, it wasn't it wasn't early on, but like the middle of the movie. Yeah. That is something I would I would like to... That is a movie I'd like to go back to, actually. Because you're right, I remember that scene for sure. And that there's like a mix-up of some kind. But I don't remember much else about it at all. But I remember liking it. I remember how weird it was. Would you consider Frances McDormand um, one of like Wes Anderson's actors? Um, not particularly. No, I don't. When I think of actors who are in a lot of Wes Anderson movies, I don't think of her. I know she's in some of them, but not. I don't think she's in very many of them. Is she? Um, she's, she's in Moonrise Kingdom and The French Dispatch. Oh yeah. Um, and Isle, Isle of dogs. dogs. And that's just, you know, within the last 10 years. Right. Yeah, I think a lot more of like Jason Schwartzman and Luke Wilson and Bill Murray. Are you excited for the new one? Oh, yes. Big time. I'm going to be watching that. Uh, well, it comes out like four days after my birthday or something. So I'll watch it probably the week after my birthday in theaters. I saw the French Dispatch in theaters when that came out. Whenever that was, a year and a half ago or something. Yeah, I think it came out like end of 2020. Oh. That was a good one. Yeah, we should pick a Wes Anderson movie. I've seen all the Wes Anderson movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. He has two movies coming out this year. Two. Um, one of them is um, based on a Rule Doll um, book. Oh. I didn't know that. Okay. Fantastic Mr. Fox 2. Oh, yes, of course. The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, um, Fall 2023 on Netflix. But it's probably not going to be like a Wes Anderson movie. But it's Wes Anderson doing an adaptation of it. Hmm. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Voldemort. Oh, yes. Ben Kingsley's in it, as is um, friend of the podcast, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. That's my favorite friend, Slumdog Millionaire. Um, I said friend, and then the next actor, his name is Rupert Friend. I love Rupert Friend. He's a friend. I don't know who that is, but he's still my favorite. He plays like villains. Yeah, sounds exciting. This movie was fine. The man who wasn't there. You know, I guess he is the man who wasn't there. People, I read a review that compares him to um, the main guy in Fargo because they both they both married into their jobs and they're both kind of sad sack right um, but the Fargo guy's a better actor the Fargo guy's What's a better him? actor yeah William H. Macy well he right. just did the character better right no Steve Buscemi sad do love me some Steve Buscemi. Anyways. Shall we get to our, our scores? Yeah, probably at that point. Um, so just to recap, uh, we both thought the movie was boring. Yes. Uh, with good acting. Yeah. A Quite. letdown from previous Coen Brothers films. 
Yes, that's what I would. That's what I would say. Great. Well, acting. You want to start with acting? Yeah, um, I really liked most of the performances, especially Scarlett <laughs> Johansson, Francis McDormand, Tony Shalhoub, um, Billy Bob Thornton. Not that his his performance was bad necessarily. Also, I mean, there was not a whole lot you probably could have done with uh, the way it was written. I mean, the man barely had any dialogue except over uh, voiceover. But um, yeah, it was played played pretty well overall. I gave the acting like a seven point five. It was pretty solid. Uh, yeah, pretty solid acting for sure. Um, yeah, Billy Bob, nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. Just the role didn't really let him be Billy Bob. No Billy Bob. I don't know if anybody else. I don't know if anybody else could have done that role better. Right. Uh, Richard Jenkins. We all know him as um, the dad in Step Brothers. Tony Shalhoub, James Gandolfini, Scarlett Johansson, Michael Badalucho. All the great. I, I give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Same, same sort of ballpark. Um, I'll start with ending. Okay. Um, it's... The ending did seem pretty rushed a little bit. Um, I watched this movie on Monday morning, so a little further away out of my mind than you. Right. But I thought it was a a nice ending. Um, One, like it wasn't kind of like a cut and paste ending. Like he sells his story to a tabloid. Which is weird. Yeah. There's a UFO. He gets electrocuted and dies. Um, so, I, yeah, it, it was interesting. Uh, for a movie that was kind of boring, it was an interesting ending. I gave it a seven. Okay. Yeah, for me, it felt like they were getting to their sort of weirder, um, not roots, but like into the weirder side of uh, the work I've seen from them. But it, like it felt like a little too little, too late sort of thing, and also kind of rushed. It didn't really make there was no like cohesion. It didn't really make any sense. But I guess that is uh, a bit of a theme through some of their movies, like Barton Fink and um, Raising Arizona. Uh, I'm thinking of specifically that where stuff happens that really doesn't make any sense. Why that's why that's happening. Um. So yeah, for me, I wasn't as pleased about it. I was honestly, the movie ended. I was kind of just glad it ended, and that's really what I was thinking about. Ending, I gave it a six out of ten. Like it's not it wasn't terrible, but just not that not that special. Okay, well, would you like to give me give us the audience your score first, or would you like me to give my score first? I'll give my score first because it's probably going to be lower than your score. And I know that's how you kind of like to do it. Okay. Yeah. So for me, the, the biggest problem for sure, like we said, this movie was just a little bit boring. I didn't think the story was all that interesting. I thought it was just pretty, I don't know. I feel like it's a story I've seen before. And I'm also like when I've seen Phil, other film noirs, like if I think of like the Maltese Falcon or, the third man, for instance, the twists and turns, which all those films have those types of films were, are a lot more intricate than the ones that were happening here. There wasn't really a whole lot of twists and turns happening here, which is something I was also missing a bit seeing as it was a noir film. Um, yeah, the acting was, was solid. That did help. Um, especially when certain characters came along that I was enjoying seeing on the screen, like Scarlett Johansson and Tony Shalhoub more specifically. Um, yeah, just overall a bit of a letdown, especially given uh, the Coen brothers, other work, which I really do admire. So I give this one a five out of 10. It's disrespectful to the craft. Okay. I respect it. I'm just going to let you know that you gave, but I'm a cheerleader, a seven out of 10. 
Oh yeah. Much better film than this one. This is the, this is the worst film that you've rated since episode 55, the house, which was also a Josh movie. The house. (laughs) I don't remember that movie at all. It was uh, a British stop action. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That movie wasn't very good either. Um, the man who wasn't there. I did like the fact that it had the same amount of syllables as our podcast name. Mm. That helps. Acting, uh, very good. Ending, um, was perfectly fine for me. Everything else, you know, it was, it was a boring movie. Um, am I happy? That I spent two hours on it. No, not really. But it did, we did, and that's we can't take that back. Um, overall, I gave the movie a six point five out of ten, which is a point five better than. But I'm a cheerleader. Six point five out of ten, brother. Yeah, I mean that's not, that's not that outlandish. Okay, fair enough. The man who wasn't there, Coen Brothers. Worst movie? Hard to say. It's over now. It is. Um, okay. Well, d- did you want to say what you're going to do or give a hint for next week, episode 62, or are you going to keep that close to the chest? I will give you a hint. I was going to pick the new Spider-Man movie, but you have not seen the first one. And you're I was going to make me go to theaters to watch... Th- the new movie? Well, I thought maybe I would. I will tell you that this was Greg's idea. I thought it was a fantastic idea, but I think maybe we'll save it for another time, another film. But maybe you don't have to have seen the first one for it to make any sense. Was that we'd go and see the movie together, like on the day of the podcast, or maybe the day before or something, and then the next day talk about it, so we can wow. see the movie. It's like a way of seeing the movie together, which we haven't done. Which we could do. We don't need to necessarily go to the theater for that, but. Okay. Anyway, um, in terms interesting. of interesting in terms of the next movie that we're going to see, I will give you one hint and one hint only. And that is, Oh Jesus. Okay. Um, is that it has Nicholas cage in it. Oh, I love it already. It has Nicolas Cage in it. Sure uh, is it. Would you consider it a new movie or not a new movie? Not a new movie. Um, Although I did find out some information about this movie, which is upsetting to me. I am a big fan of the Mission Impossible movies. They're all okay. fantastic. Except for one. One of them sucks really bad. And it is directed by a certain someone who also directed the movie that I am picking. Okay. Um, So you didn't like Mission Impossible 2. So (laughs) who directed Mission Impossible 2? John Woo. Okay, Nicolas Cage. John Woo. Oh, we're watching Face Off. We're watching Face Off. Okay, well, um, I've never seen it, uh, so this is good. Great. I can watch on Paramount Plus, something I don't have. Well, I'm going to be renting it. I'm sure they have it. It is not that we consider Rotten Tomatoes a score at all. We didn't even touch on it today. But 92%, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. So there's a reason that this is a a movie that everybody in the world has heard of before. I love, I'm on a Nick Cage kick. I think he's great. I think I was considering doing a Nicolas Cage movie for uh, this episode, um, but I stopped myself because all we knew is Nicolas Cage movies. Right. Well. All right. I was going to do Renfield, like the new, Mm -hmm. but then I thought, no, it's supposed to be bad. You know what? No, it's a, what I don't like, the whole, um, you know how people like talk about just bad actors? People like, oh, um, Keanu Reeves, that's a bad actor. 
And I go, I 100% agree. I think he sucks. And people go, you know who else sucks? Nicolas Cage. I go, how dare you? He is not a bad actor at all. You think Keanu Reeves is a bad actor? Oh, yes. Like he's, so, okay, he's he's bad at acting, but like he's good in movies? No, I don't think he's good in movies. So you don't like watching any Keanu Reeves movies? No. I don't know if you know this, but Nicolas Cage is in the first Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Of course, he plays the dad. I don't know. And he plays Spider-Man Noir, which is interesting because oh, right, we right, just right. watched a Noir film. There you go. I didn't know that. Hey, you know, I would say there's one Keanu Reeves movie that I like, but it's not because he's in it. It's the second Matrix movie. I love that movie. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Okay, let me see here. So you want to go see it Tuesday. Well, it's still playing. No, 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 no. We're watching Face Off. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, not into the Spider-Verse. Yep. Oh, Into the Spider-Verse is on Netflix. We're watching Face Off. Let me guess, this movie's like two and a half hours long. I hope not. Oh, it's like two hours and 18 minutes. Oh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. 1997. We love 97 movies, I think. Spice World. You're right. Oh, yes. Never mind. We just watched Spice World. Oh, and Con Air. Wow, 97 was a big year for Nicolas Cage. Con Air and Face Off? My God. It's like like the same thing with, um, with Steven Spielberg when he did Jurassic Park. And Schindler's List in the same year. It's like the same caliber. Have you ever seen the TV show Dawson's Creek? No. I've heard of it, but have not watched it. So last night I watched, I was coerced into watching the first episode of Dawson's Creek. And um, Dawson, the main character, played by. Uh, so uh, Vanderbeek, what's his for James? James Vanderbeek. He's a huge Steven Spielberg fan. Like in real life? No, in, in the in the show. In the, in the show. Oh, okay. The show. Katie Holmes is in it. That's interesting. Jurassic Park, Chandler's List, made in the same year. He, in this fictional world, his bedroom, he had, he had Steven Spielberg, all of his movies, um, movie posters in a specific order. So he had all like the big blockbuster movies, uh, the Jurassic Parks and the ETs. But then he had his like critically acclaimed ones, which was Schindler's List and Something else. Then he had his lesser known ones, which I had never heard of before. But yeah, Steven Spielberg, big guy, big, big, big guy. Did, I don't think enough can be said about my detective skills, finding out what, what Nicolas Cage movie. Well, the most impressive part by far was that you remembered I hate the second one. I just put Mission Impossible Bad into Google and it was oh. two. Yeah, that one is bad. They're coming, out with a, they're coming out with a new um, Mission Impossible it's a, movie. It's a two-parter. It is a two-parter. I'm very excited. What else has John Woo done? He's done Hard Boiled. I know you like that movie. I don't think I've seen that movie. No, no, no. You told me you watched it with your roommates on when you used to live on like the corner of Tommy and um, Cook, not Cook, Quadra. Really Why do you remember that if I don't remember that? The I don't know. World is a, it's, a, it's a Chinese movie. Yep. It, yep. And your roommates made you watch it. And you watched it and you said you really liked it. I don't think that's, this is true at all. 
It's a hundred percent true. <sighs> okay. Well, that's fine. Would you like to do the box office game? We can do it. We still got 15 minutes until we get to an hour or so. We don't need to do 15 minutes. We can just do 10. Okay. Well, let's make it quick then. What were you doing April 17th, 2009? I know we hadn't met yet. Not quite. April 17th, 2009, I was in grade 11. Just living my best life, I suppose. Did you go to the movies? I guess we're going to find out. I will find out. The highest grossing movie, April 17, 2009, was a Warner Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it was his first week, made about $23 million. Oh, gosh. It's not very it's good. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. Okay. okay. Who's in it? Zach Efron. Zach Efron, 2009. Man, oh, man. I I don't know if it's, I know any Zach Efron movies. Is this is it too early or too late for high school musical? Which wouldn't be Warner Brothers. Right, that would be like a Disney joint, wouldn't it? Maybe. The second actor is Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Okay. I know who Leslie Mann is, I know who Zach Efron is, but I don't know a movie they've been in together. Do you know who Thomas Lennon is? No. Do you ever watch Friends? Yeah. So, do you remember the episode where uh, Joey's in Vegas? Yeah. And he has he has a hand twin. A hand twin. Yep, I remember the hand twin. Thomas Lennon is the hand twin. Right. You know. So I think this is too early for neighbors. It's it well yes because also, um, Seth um, Rogen would have been in Seth Rogen is not in it yes and Leslie Mann is not in, in that. Honestly, you're gonna have to. I'm just. We have to give up on that one. I don't know a Leslie Mann and Zac Efron movie. The okay. Speaking of friends, the tagline gave it away for me. I think. Okay, what's the tagline? Who says you're only young once? Who says you're only young once? So Zac Efron did a movie starring, um, Chandler Bing, uh, Matthew Perry. Matt, uh, Matthew Perry. Uh, Chan- yeah, Matthew, yeah, Matthew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's not thirteen going on thirty because that's that's another movie. But it's like is it seventeen? Oh, it's again? Like 17, seventeen again? again? It's seventeen again. Yeah, good job. Well, I can't really be thanked for that one. There's another Thanks, person. Thanks, Mackenzie. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Mackenzie. Seventeen again. Wonderful. Okay. Next movie. Uh, that took three minutes. Um, it's a universal movie, also in its first week, made fourteen million dollars. Okay, Remember, this is this is around like Easter time. Universal. It's a thriller starring Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, two thousand nine thriller. Actor two, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck and Russell Crowe. Yeah, I'm also. I also have no idea. A thriller? Ben Affleck. Russell Crowe. This isn't The Accountant, is it? No. No, The Accountant would have been later than that. Rachel McAdams is the woman. Well, the third actor. It sounds like it's a Batman. The tagline is, find the truth. Does not help. Find the truth. Are you sure it's not uh, the accountant? You want to just guess that? I'll guess it, but I think the accountant would have been later than 2009. Yes. Not the accountant. Hmm. Um, here's the plot, which will not help. When a congressional aide is killed, a Washington, D.C. journalist starts investigating the case involving the representative, his old college friend. No idea. Um, it's called State of Play. State of Play. Yep. Okay. That's never a movie I ain't never heard of. Yep. Okay. Um, that took a minute. Um, the next one is a Walt Disney movie. Okay. It's in his second week. Okay. It's made only about $56 million. Okay. 
It's a comedy drama family music romance. Okay. Starring Miley Cyrus. Okay. That's got to be Hannah Mo- the Hannah, Hannah Montana movie. <laughs> I don't know the what. Hannah, Hannah Montana. The Hannah the Montana. Movie. Yep. Hannah Montana. It is Hannah Montana the movie. Let's go. So a Zac Efron movie is first and a Miley Cyrus movie is third. It's a big week in film. Um, the fourth one is a Paramount Pictures movie. Okay. It's in its fourth week and it's already made $160 million. Big movie. It's an animated family adventure science fiction film. What's the tagline? When aliens attack, monsters fight back. Okay. It's that it's that movie. It's that movie with the there's like a big a big green alien guy, uh like monster guy, and there's like that really tall woman. What's that movie called? You know what I mean? Is it Godzilla? Hotel Transylvania? No, not Hotel Transylvania. There's no aliens in that. Reese Witherspoon is the top yeah. bill. Okay, actor. okay, okay. It's definitely that movie I'm thinking of. She plays like the giant woman. And there's like a green blob. He's played by like Seth Rogen. Or maybe Does Mackenzie have any answer? And well, no, she's not messaging me right now, so I don't think she does. What is that movie called? What is that movie called? I watched, um, here's a little side note, but I did watch a few movies on the trip in the hotels, and they were all Reese Witherspoon movies. Oh, so you watched Ring of Fire. No, you um, watched. You watched. Fear. Ring of Fire was in. It's not called Ring of Fire. It's called. Um, it's not Walk Hard. It's the parody one. But it's oh, something I, like that. Walk the line. Yeah, walk the line. You watched. You watched Fear. No, you watched Legally Blonde. No, you watched. Um, something. It was um. Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. Mud. Um, also, mud. She, no, um, she wasn't in this, but we. I also watched almost all of um, Endgame. Oh, yeah, my favorite Reese Witherspoon movie. Okay, what's the name of this damn this damn movie? Something monster, monster, monsters, the monsters. Monster. It was like. The first Reese Witherspoon movie was like a fairly recent one, but it, like it wasn't very good. Okay. Your place for your place for no, that was no home again, home again, two thousand seventeen. Not very good. Okay, the movie you're looking for, yes, I'm cheating. It's called Monsters vs. Aliens. Yes. So okay, the tagline here is. Um, would aliens attack monsters fight back? And we couldn't get monsters versus aliens out of that. To be fair, I definitely knew the movie. I just couldn't remember the name of it. Because I know Have if you, you go, it? if you guess it, it'll tell us that Seth Rogen is one of the people, right? Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen and then Hugh Laurie's the third one. Yep, 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 yep. See, I knew it. So I think that counts. If you know the movie, but you just can't remember the name, I think it's clear I knew the movie. The second actor in the Miley Cyrus film is Billy Ray Cyrus. Right. Okay. The last movie, number five, is a universal movie. Mm-hmm. Third week, $136 million. It's an action crime drama thriller. Okay. If, if I were to guess, the first billing is good old um, Daniel Radcliffe. No. You think this is a Harry Potter movie? Well, I thought given how much money it was making and it's a universal movie. Well, I just saw the first actor and it's definitely, there's a very good chance that this is a part of a film franchise. Okay. Which we would never watch on the podcast. Pirates of the Caribbean? No, but you're, you're kind of getting into the right track. Think, Jurassic, um, Jurassic World? Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park? The Mummy, no, The Simpsons. No, it's not like um, it's it's about family. It's about family. Yeah. 
Okay, well, who's the first actor? Vin Diesel. <laughs> okay. So, 2009. I know I saw Furious 7 in like 2014, so it's before that. So, if I saw Furious 7 in what I'm guessing is around 2014, 2015, and this is from 2009, six years prior, say three movies, Fury, Fast and Furious 4. It's my I think guess. It's four. I think it's four. Fast and Furious Four is, is called Fast and Furious. Yeah, I think it's Fast and Furious. You are correct. It is Fast and Furious, uh, the fourth film in the franchise. Look at me go. Did pretty well. Um, we got four hundred thirty-five points on that thirty-first percentile, just shy of our highest score. I'm okay with that. You're going to have to be. Yeah. Well, we hit that that precious 55-minute mark. Good, sir. Um, Home Again. That was the film, the Reese Witherspoon film that we watched. It um, came out in 2017. And it was uh, just a just a wild a wild film that made no sense. She just lets these three filmmakers live in her house and then falls in love with one of them and they, they end up helping her raise her children. She didn't even know these people. Okay, anyways. You know, she's 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 getting older. She needs to make money. She, she You know, she'll do whatever to do to make that happen. So next week we're watching Face Off, which is like Fast and Furious. Um, I do. I think I've picked, already picked my movie for the week after. Mm-hmm. It's a horror comedy film that got fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wonderful, but some pretty good actors. Boy, that makes me excited. Wes Craven film. Anyways, the podcast is over. The man who wasn't there. More like the movie you shouldn't watch. <laughs> it did pretty well. Um, so I'll just do some math here before we go. The man who wasn't there is our 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15th top movie of the year. With what our is, combined scores. Uh, oh, how many have we seen this year? Um, we, we've seen, sorry, I wasn't really prepared for this. I don't know, 21. So it's a big, big performer. We liked it. 15th out of 21. Some movies we thought was worse. Well, we've seen, I guess we've seen 20, not including Face Off. Super Mario Brothers. Oh God. Yeah. Um, another Nicolas Cage movie called Ghost Rider. Right. Um, Idle Hands. Remember Idle Hands? I gave that score. I, I gave that way more than... I thought that was probably a six and a half or a seven, I have to imagine. You, you gave it a six. Okay, a six. Mm-hmm. But I gave it a four, so that pushed our combined score to five. Right. I mean, these are all kind of in the same ballpark. Um, the Craft, mm-hmm. The House, Waterworld, and Chronicles of Riddick all... Speaking of Vin Diesel, all either the same or worse. Okay. Most of those are Jesse movies. <laughs> but let's remember, I tend to pick movies that are supposed to be bad on purpose. Just to save my right. Just, you know, so I look a little better. And do you remember the top movie that we watched in 2023? The top movie we watched in 2023 has to be without a doubt a movie we watched episode 47 josh picked it it was from the year 1989 i have no idea italians italians do the right thing oh right right that is a good movie apparently so good All right, Jesse, that's that one hour mark, so now we got to go. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye.
Okay, bye-bye.